Today on Locked On Red Wings, we're going to do a crossover meeting of the minds with Greg from the Grindline podcast and Daniela Bruce from the Red and White Authority. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to another episode of the Grindline Podcast. You're listening to episode 262. I'm your host, Greg. We have a great episode tonight. So we are coming up on All-Star Break, and I thought I would do kind of like a gathering of the podcasts, which I thought would be cool and do kind of a roundtable, look back at the season, look forward to what's coming up, answer some questions. But tonight we have Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley from the Lockdown Red Wings podcast, and we have Daniela Bruce, who's now like everything Red Wings. I'm going to call her Daniela Bruce from the Red and White Authority now uh, to fit the kind of podcast uh, realm there. But how are you guys doing tonight? How's it going? Doing great, man. Excited to do this. It's been a while since we've done a, a crossover. I think what last last summer uh, during the off season we did one, and that was a yeah, lot of fun. Yeah, before the season started. And this is our first time talking to Daniela on a podcast format, so we're pumped to do that as well. It's great talking to you, Daniela. Yeah, this is awesome. If I'm being honest about how I'm doing, not great after last yeah. night's football game, but this is exciting, and this is going to change my mood a little bit. We have things to look forward to. We look forward to the Red Wings. We we leave the past (laughs) behind us. We look forward to the future. Scotty, how are you? Good, man. Good. Yeah, I'm I'm technically on the clock with the news, by the way. So like if I get a phone call, I'll just mute myself and I'll just be talking to no one. So like that may happen in the next hour. (laughs) But uh, but I'm doing great. Doing great. Busy, but great. So. All right, so we have a lot to pack in, and Scotty, hopefully there is no absolutely breaking news that happens in the (laughs) middle of this. (laughs) Um, By luck, for sure. But I think we're going to start by taking a look back at the season. So I want to kind of start with what you guys think has been working. So we saw a really hot start to the season. We saw one of the most abysmal Decembers that I think we've ever seen as Red Wings fans. Um, But January, they've just been an absolute tear. It has been a phenomenal January for the Red Wings. But I kind of want to go one by one and just think, like, what are your points to what is working? What's making this team go? What's getting them to the point that they're currently at? And I think we're going to start with Brian. Well, I mean, number one reason why they're playing so well, right? And I hate to steal everybody's obvious answer, but he went to me first. Alex Lyon, right? I mean, among goalies who have had 1,000 minutes played in the NHL right now, he is third in save percentage with a 9-2-3 save percentage behind Connor Hellebuck. I mean, he's amongst the best of the best in the NHL right now. And I mean, I know Vili Huso is coming back uh, from injury. He got recalled from the AHL Grand Rapids Griffins, but, and then Derek Lalone has done this and said this on multiple occasions, but he rides the hot hand. So I foresee as long as Der- or Alex Lyon rather continues to play as well as he's playing, he's going to continue to be the netminder for the Detroit Red Wings for the nearby near future. Yeah, I have Alex Lyon um, and Danielle. I think we had done this last season that our midseason MVP is going to be probably a goalie for the second season in a (laughs) row. And I don't know if that's a blessing or a curse, but uh, Alex Lyon has 20 games played a 249 goals against a uh, 924 save percentage, the fourth best goalie in the league among goalies that have played 15 or more games. And I had put out uh, during the season that. We needed a goalie who could come in and steal a game, who could come in and make a big save for when the defense eventually had a lapse. And Alex Lyon uh, has been that guy. And it's just it's great to see him come in 
um, be super, super weird and just take the reins and, and run with the team. Uh, but Daniela, what's been your kind of like high point? Your something you've picked out is just why the season is going right so far. Well, if you can look at every game that the Red Wings play well in, and obviously goaltending is a big part of that when they're riding these hot streaks, it's because they're getting solid goaltending. Maybe not so much at the beginning of the season. They were more so just outscoring some of the mistakes they were making at a certain point. But I think it's the commitment to playing defensively. And I think that the switch kind of happened in California on that West Coast trip. It, some Something clicked where they – either found their chemistry a little bit more, things are more cohesive, but it's been the team defense. And if you look at games where they're allowing two, three goals, they're playing outstanding. And most most of the time they're going to win those games. And in the room, they've actually, and every team has this goal, right? It's kind of, it speaks for itself, but two or less, two or less. That's what they say. It's like, you if you give up two or less, you're going to win this game. You're going to get the goaltending. But of course, most teams think that way. But I think when you're actually getting the buy-in, some of the forwards are contributing defensively a little bit more. And that has been the key because that month of December, granted, it's so hard to judge that month because they were down, what, like five or six of their top forwards for most of, of December. But the the team defense is there when they're playing well. Yeah, that's one thing that I think we kind of looked at and we had heard from people that Lalone's like, we really don't know what we have because of how many people were hurt. The David Perron suspension was another one. People like to write off David Perron as like this like locker room guy who has experience, but he's one of the best puck protectors I've seen in the league right now. And when you miss that that defense aspect of David Perron Mm -hmm. for that long of a stretch, you're going to give up more goals and there's going to be more turnover. So it's going to be a little bit more shaky maybe not true representation of what the Red Wings actually are, but Scotty, where's your high point? Yeah, mine has really been depth scoring. Well, my first two are actually a two that have already been said for sure. <laughs> I'm mean, lying and defensive and fantastic, but um, depth scoring is something that uh, I think if that we were doing like biggest surprise, that would be mine. And so I guess it kind of is applicable here too. Like th- this is a, a team that, Last year, we were all begging for goal scoring. And like, that's such a, a like simple thing in the game of hockey to like look at and say, you know what, we need more of this. But uh, goal scoring in general was such a big need. And this season, you, like they went out and they traded for Cat and everybody was like, oh, there's goal scoring. And like Cat's been, been good. He's going to go play, you know, in the all-star game. And like, he's been finding got off to a fantastic start. But he's cooled off a lot, and, and like that's been documented by a lot of people. And the the reason why this team is still in like the top four or five in the league in goals scored a game, which is like a simple stat with all these advanced kind of numbers we have now. But you know, maybe the most important still is because of the depth scoring down the sheet. Obviously, the Copras Musin Fisher line has been fantastic lately, but. Um, I mean, just across the board, like, right, like JT Comfer has been a really solid addition, obviously. And, uh, and obviously, they've done a lot of shaking, kind of in that top line as well. But yeah, I think for me, like, this team isn't sitting where it's at, obviously, without Lyon and without the team defense, but um, they needed to get more goal scoring from last year. And this year, not only did they get, you know, their hopefully top end goal score for year to years to come. They really addressed in the form of 11 free agents, a lot of depth scoring as well. Yeah, it was confirmed today. Uh, Daniel Sprong, one of those, like probably I called him, I think the best bottom six uh, player I in love the him. league right now. <laughs> uh, it has been confirmed today. There's a Red Wings season ticket holder event happening 
at LCA. <laughs> and during uh, a signing, Daniel Sprong has confirmed that he has a group chat with all of the other players that he shares our dumb tweets in. So that is uh, <laughs> oh, that has no. been confirmed that Daniel Sprong does that. Um, but another thing I wanted to bring up Love is it. special teams. So special teams uh, power play currently sits at 12th at 22.83%. The PK sits at 13th at 80.89. But in the month of January, the power play is at 28.6%. And the penalty kill is at 82.8%. And I think that is another thing where we, we got worried in December when the power play cooled off pretty substantially and the PK cooled off pretty substantially and they seem to have turned it around and that's credit to Bob Bugner that's credit to Alex Tangay for turning the the special teams around and just trying to creep them back up and they're in the top half of the league for both so I think that's another thing that is if that continues into the second half of the season special teams is is really going to catch fire but Daniel I think it's something about goal differential yeah, you know, it was more so of a point just to to kind of pay attention to it because I know a lot of people standings watch, right? Like I, I watch the standings probably more than I'd like to admit. Okay, so I'm checking it same. all the time. <laughs> and I, it was the same for last year too. Like I, I was always checking just to see what everybody else is doing and what's going on and just paying attention to where the Red Wings are at goal differential wise because in the past that has been a bad stat for the Red Wings, right? You look at it and you're like, whoa, you don't, you don't want to look at that again. But right now, they're a plus 16 on the season. And if you look at last year, especially in the Eastern Conference, teams didn't make the playoffs if they had a negative goal differential. And you look at some of the teams that are right in the mix with the Red Wings right now, you've got Toronto in there, obviously. Let me pull it up so I can look at wild card exactly. So yeah, um, Tampa in there plus 11. And then you've got Toronto, who's also a plus 16. So we're the same in New York, who's trailing right there is a minus 23. Pittsburgh is a plus 12. But just looking at the numbers, I like I'll predict right now that I feel like the Islanders are going to start to fall a little bit. Like you're going to see that even itself out as, as we move past the all-star break and everything. So it's just a point I wanted to watch that it hasn't been a good number for the Red Wings right now. It's a good number. And that's usually a good indication of the teams that are going to be in the playoff spots at the end. Yeah. Right now they sit at 174 or 174 goals, four through 49 at this point last season, they were at 147 goals scored. So like Scotty yeah. said, depth scoring way, way, way up. Um, and that's part of it. I mean, you're getting, like you said, guys like Sprong, guys like Comfer that go chip in. Michael Rasmussen's starting to heat back up mm -hmm. and play uh, a heavier game, which we've been requesting of him. Go out, use that body, use that size, hit some people, but also chip in offensively, which, which he's been able to do. Got to talk to you guys today about FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And I don't think it's going to take very much thought to realize why there's not a lot of energy in my voice with this read. Our Detroit Lions choked it away. But they may not have won, but you can still win big. Win you use FanDuel.com. Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. They have so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Now, 
Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel has the best bets for which player will score a touchdown, how many points that will be scored, and so much more. New customers, join today and you'll get up to $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook of the NFL. Get started on your resolutions with Factor so you're ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets up your success for the new year. Skip the grocery stores, prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie-smart, vegan, veggie, and more, plus one plus over 55 weekly add-ons. You'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. Forget frantic lunch work and rushed dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret in the new year. Fuel up fast with restaurant quality, all delivered right to your door. Skip the overpriced takeout trap. Factor is cheaper and way more delicious than takeout. Get chef-crafted restaurant-quality meals delivered right to your door. They're ready to heat and eat in just two minutes, which means more time for you. Head to factormeals.com slash locked on NHL 50 and use code locked on NHL 50 to get 50% off. That's code locked on NHL 50 at factormeals.com slash locked on NHL to get 50% off. Um, so I think I want to go through some uh, impressive stats, and I'm going to start, I think, uh, so through 49 games in 2022-23, the Red Wings had 169 power play opportunities with 33 goals. This season, they have 184 power play opportunities and have converted on 42 of them. And I'm going to give my gold star to Lucas Raymond there, I think. Nice. Uh, the master at drawing penalties. Um, he just it, he so good. uses the mantra of move your feet. That's what it is. You keep moving your feet, something good is going to happen to you because he gets the puck. He's been a hound on the puck. He moves his feet, gets tripped up, gets the uh, gets the power play for the Red Wings. And I think that's a big uh, a big thing so far. One of my impressive points is just how many more power play opportunities we have had. And then now that it's starting to click, it's helping carry them forward. Um, but I know we're going to have a stump speech coming up pretty soon on impressive points. So, Brian, uh, hop on your soapbox. Yeah, I mean, this is a excuse me, a soapbox that I have hopped on with Lockdown Red Wings on multiple episodes the past couple of weeks. And I'm going to use your platform here with Grindline to uh, do that as well. Um, Moritz Sider and Jake Woolman and added to that as well have faced the toughest competition in the league by far. And when it comes to deployments, it, it's bar none. Uh, if you use Puck IQ and you use their wood money feature, it can help you help illustrate exactly, you know, how hard their deployments have been all season long. It has Moritz Sider at 49% of his time on the ice against opposing elite competition. And 49%, you might think, okay, well, that's a top top D pairing. Of course, they're going to play a lot against uh, the top pairs or the top players on the other team. 
You compare that to Eric Cernak or Noah Dobson or Pellick, who are like the next closest guys in the league when it comes to the amount of time spent on the ice against elite competition, it's 44%. A 5% difference in their deployment against elite competition. That's not a small amount. If you pull up that graph on Puck IQ, Wolman and especially Cider are far and away up above on the top of that graph because of the way they're utilized. And to me, that says a lot about the faith that this organization has in Moritz Sider in being their number one D-man. They trust him at, what, 22 years old to carry not just the weight of this team's defense, but heavier weight than any other defenseman in the league is currently getting. And then if you filter that same statistic by grit, because that's Puck IQ's nice way of saying fourth liners, um, he and Wallman by far have the fewest amount of minutes against the grit players in the NHL. So it doesn't, it's no surprise that they're getting the toughest matchups, but it is a huge surprise by how much they are getting the toughest matchups in the NHL out of any defenseman. And so, you know, there's been a lot of discourse on social media lately, which is why I have this soapbox about Sider's regression. Um, In his rookie season, he spent about even 33%, I would say, at grit, middle of the pack, and elite competition. From there, he's just taken more and more responsibility on until this point this season where he's at nearly, he's at 49, nearly 50% of his time on the ice against elite competition. He has been absolutely stellar every single game, especially as the season has rolled on. He got into a groove last year in the second half of the season, and he's done so again this uh, second half of the season. He was great against Vegas. Mickey Redmond calls it out. Everyone who's watching the games is calling out that he's been great. Don't trust what you're seeing on social media. Is my so- soapbox when you see those player guards. He has been fantastic. I... I love advanced stats for a lot of reasons, right? Like you can Mm -hmm. get a lot of information from them, but I don't love them for moments like this because you see that it's pretty simple and this can just lay it out there for everybody. If you look at the end of the game and you read the game summary and you look at everybody's ice time, your best players have the most ice time. Who always has the most ice time for the Red Wings? Moritz Sider. It's, it's pretty freaking simple. Like He's great. He's, he's matching up, like you said, against the toughest matchups in the league. He's been phenomenal. And I understand everybody's concern offensively, but let me tell you, if you talk to Mo, he's, he's like, I'm, I think I'm playing great. He's, he's got the great attitude for it. He loves getting the tough matchups, and it's only going to make him even better than he already is in the long run. Bingo. <laughs> exactly. Scotty, Scotty, you want to give Mo some love? I mean, I guess, yeah. Scotty's tired of hearing me talk about it. it, It's it's wild, too, because, I mean, when you think back to, like, this time a year ago, January of last year was when they put Wallman with Mo for the first time, right? Mm -hmm. And so seeing that now we've had, like, about a calendar year of that pair together and seeing – um, the, and I guess that's maybe giving love to, to Wallman, too. I guess maybe I broke the rules a little bit. But, like, both of them together have just been so – uh, have just been so stellar. And that pair has just like, who would have ever thought, right? Like when that trade happened and when we got Wallman and like, obviously on draft night for cider, like who would have ever thought that those two just would have made for like a, a truly like top end, high end, high usage, top pair at the NHL. And, uh, and here we are. It's, uh, it's really, really cool. And, and to add on to that. Yeah. Scotty, Jake Wallman too. Let's not overlook what he's done. You brought it up the trade. Yeah. I tweeted this out or X'd it out a couple days ago that Jake Wallman, he 
he had to play every remaining game with the Red Wings this season they acquired him or he would have became a G6 UFA. If they wanted to retain his RFA rights, they had to play him every single game after they attained him. They did. They signed him to a contract. I think he had surgery, came back halfway through the season, and very quickly rose through the ranks to top pairing. Like That was a steal of all steals for Steve Eiserman when it comes to trade trade acquisitions. And now he's second in the league, just behind Mort Sider, when it comes to defensive zone deployment, when it comes to the difficulties that he faces on a nightly basis. While Mort Sider's at 49% against elite competition, Jake Wollman's at 46.3. That's still 2% higher than Eric Cernak, who's second with the Tampa Bay Lightning, who's second in the league when it comes to deployment against elite competition. He's been great, and he's top 10 in shot, shots blocked in all situations yeah. this season. Like Jake, we give all this love to Moritz Sider because he's the prized possession, taken sixth overall, won the Calder Trophy. But Jake Wolman has been just as instrumental. And I'll, I'm sorry, I'm on my soapbox, Greg. I'm really, I apologize. But he scored his 10th goal of the season the other night against the Vegas Golden Knights. He That is a new career high in goals for him. That it, He was the ninth. Cop later became the 10th player to have 10-plus goals with the Detroit Red Wings. Joe Valeno can get get 10 next. He's at 9. Patrick Kane's going to get 10. He's at 7 when he comes back to be healthy. You talk about depth scoring like Scotty was talking about earlier. You could have 12 10-plus goal scores by the end of the season. The rest of the teams you're chasing in the Atlantic Division right now at max have 6. Depth scoring is absolutely insane right now. And Jake Bowman's a big part of that while playing against some of the toughest competition in the league. You give Cider and Wallman some time against easier competition. Like, I I mean, I'd love to see them get some minutes against, like, some of those gritty lines because you'll see them ball out. They have an incredible offensive upside to them, too, but because they're so good defensively, that's how they're being used. So just, they, there's so much more to them still than we're seeing this season, and I just, I, I will hammer that home to the listeners every single time I get a microphone in front of me. Oh, we we know. We're aware now. <laughs> yep, thank you. Did- didn't they also say that Jake Wallman has now the most uh, goals from a defenseman since Mike Green? Yes. Had 15, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Daniel, you're muted. I was coughing, and then I muted myself, <laughs> and now I'm not coughing again. And I said 2016-2017, Mike Green was the last Red Wings defenseman to hit 10 goals. Yeah, so it's, it's, I mean, and Jake Wallman is number one in the league for sellies uh, per 60, I yeah. think, uh, <laughs> best sellies in the league. But to Mo Sider's point, Mo Sider is playing for, uh, has played 46 minutes more than any other player on the Detroit Red Wings, uh, per natural stat trick. And I actually found a cool, uh, a cool stat while I was on here looking around. If you look at penalties drawn, uh, Lucas Raymond's drawn 24 penalties. The next highest is Dylan Larkin with 16. So it's Lucas Raymond is a penalty draw machine. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps Scotty's ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, Scotty, you do what? Burn rubber. 
Not cash. There it is. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Uh, Danielle, you got anything else that's keeping this team rolling? Yeah, and I mean, it's not a super interesting stat because it's it's a little bit of an obvious one, but I felt like I had to give Dylan Larkin his spot too because his season has been incredible. He's on an 11-game 11, 11 point streak right now. He's got, what, 24 goals on this, 22 goals on the season, excuse me, 24 assists. This is the fifth season in his career that he's hit 20-plus goals. And I think just the things that Dylan has been through uh, on the year and, and everything that, that's gone on for him. And he's changed line mates a few times, but he always seems to be the motor for that. And I thought it was interesting when you look at his power play goals last year, he only had 16 power play goals total. He already has eight on the season this year. So I guess he's kind of in the, in that same range, but I think he's been scoring at such a high clip that we're going to see those points rise too. And he, he's been great. And I think we just have to give him his love too. Like I said, 11 game point streak right now, the captain's the motor. Yeah. 46 points in 43 games. And for the people who used to yell from the rooftops that Dylan Larkin's not a one C they're awfully quiet this season. <laughs> it was uh, not that long ago. It, it, no, it was, it was right before the season started. Yeah. Really, if and Dylan no, Larkin was legitimately our your two C on any team. If he was legitimately your number two center, you'd be a really, really good team. Like that would be, oh, yeah. yeah, it'd be great to have Dylan Larkin as your two C. Honestly, that yeah, would, if you I had a center that was better is. than him, if you had a center that was right, better than I'm him, saying. you're locked. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, no, Larks is fan. He's, I mean, like you said, he's the motor of this team. He's what's driving the team forward. He's the cat, literally the captain, and in, in every sense of the word. And it's been really good to see him just go out there and and you talk about the Red Wings historically, I mean, historically recently not having game breakers. Yeah. And I think Larkin is trending toward that game breaker status to where you you know if you're down, he's going out there and putting 110% on the ice, laying everything out to go and try to get that game back. Uh, there's, I mean, Raymond's been doing kind of the same thing, and I think Raymond could eventually also enter that same conversation as guys who you double, triple shift just to try to get the game back because you know they can do it. Uh, but Scotty, what's your uh, what's your interesting uh, take of the season so far? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, we talked about it a little bit before we hopped on air too. Brian tried to steal it from me, but um, it was <laughs> I I think it's you know fascinating. Daniello brought up the defense earlier and um, high danger shot attempts against it, like that's something that at least Brian and I on on Locked On Wings have really been. Pointing out that in January, it's been a massive, massive step forward. And in December, it felt like it was uh, something that they really struggled at. And obviously, just since Newsy has taken over, really, the defense has had its ups and its downs. And we, we know the system he's trying to run and the execution of that has been uh, maybe iffy at times. But this season as a whole on five on five high danger shots against the Wings are the fifth lowest in the entire league with 83. The only teams ahead of them are the Oilers, the Panthers, the Wild, and the Kraken are like way ahead of everybody. They're like, they have less than 75. The Wild are second with 81. So like um, they have a pretty big gap there, but the Wings being top five in high danger shot attempts against and like they're very high up there in most low danger given up, which again is like part of, I think that this system they're trying to, to, uh, to emulate is 
you know, they they there's some faith in Lion now. And and I think that the what they're trying to execute on a night-to-night basis is we're going to allow shots, right? Like their their shot against totals are not low. They they've even uh, I mean when we played Edmonton, like that's a good example, but even lately, right? The last couple of weeks, it's, you know, 30 consistently 30 30 plus shot attempts against, but the shot attempts you're going to get off are going to be those low danger shots and uh, they are going to, at, at a minimum, defend the high danger and prevent the high danger opportunities. And, and they have done that really well, obviously, in January. But um, uh, again, at even strength, top five on the season as a whole. Yeah, for those shots against, they're currently fifth highest in the league at 32.43 shots against per game. Um, they're the eighth highest in blocked shots at 794. Yeah. 223 of those block shots come in January. And that's another Moritz Sider point. Moritz Sider blocks a ton of shots. That's the other part of it. So they do like to give up shots, but they also like to block shots at a fairly high rate. Um, So I think what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. We've answered some questions already. Thanks to questions from Gabe uh, to talk about Sider's analytics. Christian to talk about. uh, No, Christian's going to have a a Patrick Kane question, which we'll answer after the break. Uh, Eli also asked about um, Cider's analytics, but we're going to take a quick break before we come back. We're going to take a look forward, uh, at the season and start at, or answer the rest of the questions that we got coming in. So give us one minute. We'll be right back. That's going to do it for part one of our conversation with the grind line and Danielle Bruce from the red and white authority. Stay tuned for part two coming to you shortly. 